You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Today, I want to talk about why you should take another look at refinancing your mortgages. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Anna is here. So this week has been kind of crazy for all of us to uh, catch up after the holidays and something that uh, sort of prompted me to really sit down and look at, okay, I've known for a while, we all have, it's not a secret that rates have been dropping quite a bit on mortgages and home purchases been in demand, at least what I'm seeing here in California in our area. And I, I know reading just the data for all the things that are going on nationally. I have a couple of clients who are going through uh, refinancing, and so it just really prompted me to look at, okay, where the rates are and what's happening. I shared with you that um, Yuri and I bought a house uh, in June of 2020, and when you think about that, right, we're January of 2021, so barely six months mark, you're like, okay, we just really settled in, got all of our stuff together, finished our remodel, Okay, are we really ready to look at all of this stuff again? Because it's a, a process that takes some time to um, to go through and do everything. But when I looked at the rates, I was just having a conversation with a mortgage broker that works with some of my clients. And when he mentioned to me that um, the rates sort of uh, were hovering over, um, you know, mid twos, uh, something really just occurred to me like, okay, so we have a jumbo loan and jumbos are defined by really depends on uh, what state you live in, um, but it's a loan amount that surpasses $510,000. Um, and that's the limit that's set by, uh, by a federal housing finance agency. And so that's what's considered to be um, a jumbo loan, but it's it just depends where you live. Like some high cost areas have higher limits. So anyway, um, you can look that, look that up and and see what it is for your for your area. The difference is that you get much more favorable rates if it's uh, a conforming or conventional loan uh, versus jumbos, because jumbos present a little bit more risk to the lenders, and so generally they charge a little bit of a uh, of a premium on those loans. But the rates are still fantastic. So um, we're in the jumbo category, and I was like, well, I kind of knew that jumbos were not rates were not as attractive, and I was so happy. Uh, when we got 3.25 uh, back in June, actually, yeah, it was back in June, right? So in the midst of a uh, pandemic, you're like, oh my gosh, that's the rate that we can never forgo. Well, six months later, we are at 2.5%. So I couldn't pass this opportunity um, and jumped on the process. Now, something else that um, kind of uh, came as, as part of this process um, is that um, I actually did go uh, opt out for uh, paying um, a little bit of points up front. So the actual rates I was looking at were 2.65 um, versus 2.5%. And if I wanted to get 2.5%, it had 
0.30 of 1% points. So very little amount, which makes quite a bit of sense. Now, when you're looking at these kinds of comparisons, and my message for you today is really look at where you are. And something that I've kept in the back of my head, even just analyzing these kinds of situations for clients is, okay, the rates, the rate change has to make sense um, depending on your time horizon, right? So what if you aren't planning to move um, for a while, then it probably adds even more value for you to have to consider this refinancing. But when you look at the rate you currently have on your mortgage, and maybe you have some outstanding debts, right? Maybe the cash out refinance is, is an awesome option because you can lock in this very inexpensive debt. Um, so my rule of thumb is 0.5%. So if your rate has changed by 0.5% or more, that's when it really starts to make sense to consider. Of course, all other factors being equal, right? The cost of refinancing, the length of your stay at your home, and all of that stuff, and your ability, of course, to qualify for a mortgage because situations for a lot of us have changed. And so consider all of those things. But when I did run the numbers for our mortgage going from 3.25 to 2.5% with 0.3% uh, points up front, we're going to be saving $450 a month. Now, that's pretty substantial amount, right, to kind of jump on it six months into the, into the ownership of a home. And so what I was really thinking about and, and kind of taking the first step with doing that is this. What opportunities out there do we have to invest, right, this difference of $450 a month? And I know a lot of you know how things have turned out for uh, stock markets and how things have been just through the roof. Is that going to be continuing to go on forever? I don't know. I don't think anybody does. But I do know that there are definitely opportunities out there to invest your money, right? Or not even invest so much. Like that's the other side of this equation. If you don't have the opportunities to invest the money, not to spend it, right, on on interest of this loan. So the difference that I was, my mind is set on this difference is because not only it saves us on monthly payments, which is fantastic, right? Um, but also prompts me to think, okay, where are there opportunities better than two and a half percent, right? Because that's the return you're realizing, right, when you're not making the payments without $450. So can I do better than 2.5%? Yes, of course, not in the savings accounts, but um, in the long-term outline, right, for, for investments, that's definitely something that um, you can incorporate into this equation. Now, I know for a lot of you, this might be just a meaningful savings um, to begin with. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to pop on here and kind of share this with you um, because this week has been just a little chaotic. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, 
then be sure to go to mainstreet-money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.